Haley, welcome back to today's podcast episode. Today we have a topic at hand, okay? And it's really been coming to me that in today's day and age, we're losing the art of communication. We're losing the art of being able to use our voice in a constructive manner. And with so much that's been going on in the last three to five years, while I know that people are tired and I know that people are just really frustrated and trying to figure out their next move and figure out where life is taking them, I also know that some people are having a hard time, whether it be speaking up for themselves or being able to rein it in so that they don't blow up things around them. So I feel like today is a great day to talk about using your voice effectively by being able to truly learn how to talk to people. Now, working in the service industry, you encounter a lot of different characters, okay? And me personally, uh, I actually don't mind when customers have challenges or when customers are irate. Normally, you know, some people are afraid to deal with customers like that or people are afraid to properly do what they need to do because they don't want to piss off a customer. Um, But when you truly learn authority and how to hold your authority in a way that is not off-putting, but in a way that also really holds a mirror up to your clients, there is a way that you really have to use your voice. Because if you don't, that speaks more than you actually implementing that boundary, right? And uh, if you're in the service industry and you're serving clients, you have to have a standard. Like you have to start implementing some pieces of that hospitality standard so that people know what they need to do in order to even have access to you, but so that they also know what the standard is to even work with you, right? If you're dealing with no call, no shows, or you're dealing with irate customers that come in with attitudes, or you're dealing with, um, you know, attacks, like if you try to talk to a consumer, they want to get an attack, you really got to look at multiple things. And you might be thinking, well, yeah, I need to look at the money side of it. Like I need to charge more so that I don't have to deal with the craziness. But honestly, um, money is not a divider as much as you would think it is. Some people will do what they have to do to get the money and they are not they are still not a qualified candidate and they're not able to take the rejection of not meeting the qualification process because they can't take rejection or because they really wanted something and they, you know, kind of saved up for it. And so to be denied is really just not sitting well with them. So understanding that people have their own thoughts, their own processes that we can't control. What are some ways that we can create qualification processes? One way is learning how to effectively talk to people. And I do not believe that you have to go into your masculine in order to reach people. 
Um, I know I have a podcast episode, I want to say like way back, back, <laughs> like a year ago, maybe, where I talked about um, basically how I noticed that there's a lot of masculine energy or fear tactics that are used to get people moving. Like when you are speaking down to people, sometimes that gets them moving, right? It's it's kind of like the you hoes can never concept. When you're just like, oh, you know, hey, you know, we do X, Y, Z over here. You should come and be a part of it. They might be like, uh, nah, I don't want to do that. It's too easy. But if you're like, oh, you hoes can never come and do this. Then they're like, oh, I, yes, I'm inspired. I want to do it. So it's like sometimes using that as a psychology tactic to get people moving um, is something that I've noticed. But there is a way that you can learn to talk to people where you're setting those boundaries, you're setting those qualifications, and you're also able to handle the people who are just not liking what you are saying. Now, here's some things that you want to consider because your position is everything. Your position and how you move in the world is everything. And especially when you start claiming, um, you know, being a CEO and attracting a extremely high level of abundance and whatever big money is to you, just think of whatever that number is. For some of you, like $200 might be big money. For some of you, like $2 million might be big money. So really think about like where you deem that mark as and understand that you have a position that you really want to put yourself in. So, for example, you know, the bonnet conversation. And I like using that example because most people can understand that. But when it comes to like the bonnet conversation, it's like if you're a person that is wearing a bonnet and maybe you wear it at the airport or something like that, um, you know, you might be thinking, well, I get to do what I want to do. Like people shouldn't judge me and da, 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 da. But a person who's more like, okay, well, I see every opportunity of me being out the world as a possibility for me to meet someone who might take my business or my life to the next level. Well, that person, instead of them reacting that way, their response might be, well, the world is not fair and it might be judgmental. But if I want to uh, play the game of life and I want to um, play the social game as well, then I also have to be offense, right? I, instead of me being defensive, I need to be on offense and I need to make sure that I'm well put together when I go out and about in the world. And it's very important that you really consider that. What is your position? Are you on the offense or are you on the defense of your life? And people who truly go into the defensive mode, most of the time they are not in leadership positions in their life. And this could be home, business, relationship, whatever. A person that instantly goes to the defensive mode, they are really willingly giving up the driver's seat to whatever that thing is. And once you start really paying attention to how people respond versus react or vice versa, you really can start to get a feel of just what they're not saying. It's like the concept of your mindset speaks before you do. And so you can kind of really see like what people um, what people believe, what they think. And if it's even worth you giving 
a response because you're not even sure if they're going to comprehend it the way you are because you play offense and they play defense. So when you start your career or your life or whatever, whenever you start something, you really have to be careful how you react. So like in a relationship, for example, um, you're starting the relationship, you're cool, you're chilling. And, you know, a lot of times um, I've heard from, you know, like YouTube videos where they're like, oh, you know, take the person on a vacation or, you know, um, go through an argument together so you can see how the other person responds. And it really it really shows you that you do have to be careful because when you're first starting something, you have to see how you react. If somebody does something and you don't like it, do you start reacting emotionally? Do you like overreact? Do you assume the negative, assume the worst, and you project those assumptions onto that other person? Or do you stand from a standpoint of responding and you're really seeking to understand why that person makes the moves that they make, or you're trying to understand that person in general, right? You're like, okay, I'm not going to assume that everything is just negative. Let me take the time to see this person's mindset. Let me respond in a way where I am getting to know them and really not forcing my beliefs onto them because my beliefs might not be right. You know, uh, when you elevate, so when you start to advance and grow to a new level where you're no longer thinking as a child, behaving as a child, et cetera, when you're like really going into like that management mode of your life and you're leading your life. Now you have to be careful how you respond. You have to make sure that you are always taking the time to properly look at situations and give an effective response because now you're a leader. Now you're the head, right? When you're the head of your household, you have to be careful how you respond because you can't just overreact and act crazy. And some of us grew up with parents who didn't understand this concept, right? Like now we're in a more advanced age. So now we're learning how to take care of ourselves and we're also more open to therapy. But for some of us, our parents all they did was react. They did not take the time to regulate their emotions. They did not take the time to um, maybe even listen to you. Sometimes you ended up getting punished for things that weren't even your fault because they weren't even willing to listen to you. They didn't care. They just instantly reacted and took things into their own hands. And it might have taught you that it's no point to use your voice or it might have taught you that you should just Save your words because no point. Nobody's listening to you. But I want you to understand that as you grow, that you now understand, well, I can't be this reactive person in life. Like I can't assume that the way life has always been is the way life will always be. And so then you start to develop that skill of being able to properly respond um, to situations, to people, to life, etc., you can tell a lot about how a person reacts versus responds. So one thing that I've noticed, especially when I was working with um, beginner 
entrepreneurs and beginner service professionals was that I noticed they were not able to regulate their emotions at all. So if their income was like, yes, they had a thousand dollar day and then they had a two hundred dollar day and then they had a thousand dollar day and then the next day it was zero day. Every day their emotions are up and down, up and down, up and down. They weren't able to regulate their mood and regulate their emotions because they weren't able to just grasp like the things that were happening as not being a personal attack. And so once I started working with more advanced professionals um, and really like visionaries that are, you know, by noon, you've already cleared maybe three grand. It's like, okay, you got to respond Right. Because it's like, you know, tomorrow could be a zero day. Right. Or, you know, that last week might have been a zero day or, you know, that maybe, uh, Lord forbid, somebody do a chargeback and that changes things like, you know, that life can have its ebbs and flows, but you don't allow it to like swing you around. And that's really the concept of the thermostat versus the thermometer. It's like when you're the thermostat, you set the temperature, you set the room and the people in the room adjust to the temperature. But when you're a thermostat, you're going to go up, down, cold, hot. You're going to constantly be flowing every which way. And the device is going to tell you what it is. And that's going to that's going to be how you move. So when you really sit back and you understand that. When you get into a position where you're just like, okay, I can no longer like let my emotions get crazy, right? Like you really have to stop and say, am I capable of emotionally tapping into the will to keep moving, um, the will to not stop, the will to not explode onto other people, the will to not treat people any kind of way because my mood is affected a certain way. And um, also really looking at your emotions and saying, do I even understand emotions properly? Because just because you express anger and rage one way does not mean that another person expresses anger and rage the same way. And it doesn't mean that the way one person expresses it and the way another person expresses it is strong or weak. But your intention and understanding that you are responsible for you, you can only control you, right, is going to be key. Now, in this, I do want to take a beat and talk about um, attacks and threats. Those are two different things, okay? Attacks and threats. Attacking is more like you are um, intentionally trying to evoke a response out of somebody, right? You are um, doing everything you can emotionally to say what you want to say, do what you want to do. And you are doing this to get a rise out of another person. A threat is where you feel like you feel attacked, whether the intention was to attack you or not. But you feel attacked and therefore you turn around and you want to threaten a person because you feel attacked. So if you feel like somebody is um, 
like a relationship, for example, if you feel like someone is attacking your relationship, like maybe you're with your man and you feel like a female is messing with your man. And so you turn around and you say, oh, no, she not finna, she not finna attack my love life. I'm going to threaten her and make sure she knows that this is not that. Right. But you have to ask yourself, why do you feel attacked? You know, and when you move from the defensive to the offensive, you realize, OK, if he's with me, he needs to check her or he's off the board. Right. So it's really like your response is just totally different. Uh, attacking and threatening is not OK. But I want you to know that attacking is why many people really don't waste their time conversing um, with people when it comes to words, actions, or energy is because when somebody is in attack mode, that's like that fight or flight mode, when they start fighting and attacking you, it doesn't matter if it's warranted or not. When you start attacking somebody, you've lost all level of comprehension at that point. So case in point, if you are walking somewhere and somebody comes up and punches you in the face, then it's like there's no point in you stopping and saying, whoa, let's think about this. Like, let's be, let's really like be more, you know, let's chill. Let's really think about it. At that point, you really are forced to go with your first reaction, right? And it's a tough point because... You might think, okay, well, let me punch them back. And on one hand, your logic might be, well, let me punch them back, da 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 Okay, got it. But at the end of the day, based off of those two encounters, your response would be, well, well I punched them because they punched me back. So that's where on a psychological standpoint, it's like, oh, well, you got two people that are wrong. Yes, one was doing self-defense, but... This other person, they felt whatever they felt, which led them to attack. And now you're forced to defend yourself. On a frequency point, you shouldn't even be around that type of energy. Because when you look at your responding and you're looking at your offense, your offense, you being on the offense. And I'm not talking about being like offended. That's that's defensive. I'm talking about you being on the offense of knowing if I don't want to mess with low vibrational behavior, then I don't need to be around low vibrational behavior. If I don't want to be around people that are constantly giving excuses, constantly in lack, constantly being, you know, in this self-doubt, like constantly in this low, low energy then I need to be on the offense and I don't need to even put myself around that because when you put yourself in the vicinity of those things, you make yourself more susceptible to those things happening. And so in a standpoint of someone punch you in the face, you have to decide not to show up to even get punched in the face. And that right there is also a form of silence because you're not even giving your energy to that. Once you start matching energy, please keep in mind that matching energy is not always someone rising up to meet you. Sometimes matching energy is going down to meet the other person.
And when you are on the offense, you refuse to go down to match another person's energy when you already know that that's not where you're supposed to be. And so when your offense, when you work on your offense and you work on, okay, I need to make sure that I know how to regulate my emotions, you know that your standard is here. And if that person is not able or has the capacity to come up, then the mirror they're going to see is they're either going to see that they're acting a fool or they won't. Sometimes people have to see, like other people have to bring it to their attention that they're acting a fool, right? You really have to be careful because if a person doesn't have somebody in their life telling them when they're wrong or telling them no, they often lack accountability. So you have to know that some people may get mad because you're not showing up to get punched in the face or attacked anymore. And that may lead them to attack even more because they're like, oh, well, what do you mean you're not going to show up to get punched in the face? Oh, you think you better than me? Oh, da, da, da. it's like once you start really working on yourself, and that's why I like your mindset speaks before you do. When you really start working on yourself and you really start working on the way that you are in the world and you're really looking at yourself and, and noticing there are some behaviors that you can no longer do anymore because in order for you to elevate and go to the next level of your life, and I'm not just talking about financially, I'm talking about positions, being a, a higher level parent, etc. And you understand that there are some things that you can't do. There are some standards you have to hold yourself to. You have to be able to tell yourself no. You have to be able to tell yourself when you're wrong, right? And there are some people who don't have people in their life that are great counsel that can help them stay in check as well. So when they're attacking you and they realize that you're really not matching or you're not coming down to match their energy and you're holding a high vibration, they may not like that. They may not like that. And they may see that as, an attack. They may take it negative and feel like you're trying to um, do something shady or they may feel some type of way about it because the way that they show emotions is different from the way you show emotions. And because they don't have that level of awareness, that could lead them to do even further more things that are detrimental and that really are a Effective in major ways and that are really just dangerous as well when you are moving dangerous you may think that you are valid for moving the way you're moving but you are responsible for every action that you do for example me sharing this podcast episode I am responsible for the messages that I put out into the world I am responsible for the things that I say. I am responsible for the emotions, movements, and and thoughts that I put out into the world, right? And so if I go and punch somebody in the face, I am responsible for that. If a person punches me and I punch them back, I am responsible for my actions. I'm not responsible for them punching me in the face. I am responsible for what 
left my energetic field. I'm responsible for what I did, what I, what my mind created and told my body to do. I am responsible for that. And sometimes we don't have people in our lives or we didn't go through situations and experiences that teach us that. And so sometimes it can be like, well, they did this and they did that and they did this and they did that. But it's like, what did you do? Your emotional regulation shows that you also know that you're accountable for how you respond and how you react. And so the sooner you can slow down your reaction time so that you can properly get out of defensive mode and into the offense so that you can properly give a response, then you will be golden. In a business sense, your customer might... um you know, uh, they might be upset because especially when you're working in high end, they might be like, oh, well, what do you mean you can't service me? Or what do you mean um, I'm not a good fit? You know, um, if you provide a service that is a higher amount, then you might really be selective in who you take on as clients. And it's not to be bougie or it's not to um, come off as better than, but it's to say, if you're going to invest your money here, I want to make sure that you are getting the best investment as well. And if you're, for example, if you if you go to a surgeon and you want to get a certain surgery and they say, hey, you don't qualify to get this surgery, it's going to be detrimental to your health or you shouldn't invest this money on that. That is a conscious like point of integrity for that business. But some people don't see that because they really want what they want and they've always been the one to get what they want. And in today's day and age of talking about manifestation, a lot of people are like, I'm going to get what I want by any means necessary. It's mine to have. I'm going to have it. But there are some things that are really a no. And you have to know how to take a no and not take it personal. And some customers are not able to do that. And so because of that, they may attack. They may want to speak to the manager. They may spew out negative words as they're walking out the building, Right. Um, they may go and, and tell other people their side of the story and you may not get to give your side or you may feel like, okay, this person is saying X, Y, Z and I'm not able to even defend myself. Like, you know, it sucks. But when you've worked in the service industry for as long as I have, you know that some customers are not going to be a good fit but you are not responsible for the story that they take out into the world. You really are not. Now, you are responsible for how you respond. So if a person leaves you a bad review, do not take away their experience. And I see this a lot. Like we want to give our point of view and we want to say, like if a person says they had a bad experience, you want to say this person was never a customer, this person, da, 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 da. No, thank them for coming, offer the opportunity to make it right. And if they decline the opportunity to make it right, then they decline the opportunity to make it right. Sharing facts doesn't have to come off as blame. So if a person, let's say you had a no call, no show, this person came in an hour late demanding service and you were unable to service them and you asked them to rebook on the website or you told them that they're not able to book anymore because they've had too many no call, no shows. There's a way to say, 
Thank you so much for this feedback. We will definitely work on bettering our processes. Unfortunately, after three no call, no shows, our policy is that we cannot book you as we need to be able to pay our staff for those hours that are held by client deposits. Now, in that way, you're not blaming them. You're stating the facts, you're stating the policy, and you're thanking them for their feedback. Because that's going to help you to understand, okay, maybe it doesn't need to be three no-call, no-shows. It needs to be, hey, today you had a no-call, no-show. Here is your verbal and your email warning that if you do another no-call, no-show, you will not be able to book with us again. That helps you to become better. When we get into a place of defensiveness, I mean, you can look on reviews online and you can see so many businesses that get defensive. And you got to know how to hold your power so that you can respond from a powerful position. You don't want to just be reactive. They're reactive. Now you're reactive and we are reactive. Like that's not that's not what we're doing. You don't have to have the last word. You can simply state, state that piece and move on. OK, and it is OK to take time to respond. I think a lot of times we sit and we feel like we have to respond right now. Like, oh, I need to get this off my chest. Take that to your therapist. It is not your responsibility to hurry up and respond because if you feel like your response has to be given in a rushed amount of time, then you're not taking that time to slow your reactions and slow your emotions to be able to think of the best possible outcome. Instead, you're assuming the worst and you're reacting based off of an, an attack. You feel attacked. And so now you feel like you have to say your piece. But no, it's okay. Really slow down and figure out your response. And this is why when you elevate from a beginner to actually taking on that leadership position in your life, business, etc., you know that there's just some things that you can't do. Case in point, with my daughter, um, when she is in school... Um, me and her, her dad are two different people. Her dad is very reactive. Like he's like, what's happening? We need to figure it out now. Let's get it done ASAP. And that's reactive, right? But as a man for him, that's response, right? That's how masculine energies respond. They want to get down to the bottom of it. Now, Let's say it was a situation of, you know, someone fighting, right? See, the old me would have been like him, would have been like, oh, I'm about to go up there. We gonna get the mama, me and the mama finna talk. We finna da da da. It's like, okay, now that I realize that I have a lot of things I'm responsible for, I want my daughter to see a good example and I don't want her to... Um, take on those type of personalities. I know that for me, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go to the people who are responsible for handling these things. And I'm going to properly give a response and I'm going to properly get down to the bottom of it. Why am I going to say, oh yeah, where this girl at? Where her mom at? I want to fight them. I want to tell them peace of my mind. No, let me go to the school Okay, let me go as high as I can go up and I'm gonna need y'all to do an investigation and hand me the information that I need to know about X, Y, Z. And I like to make sure that 
this situation is handled in the next 24 to 48 hours. And that's a whole nother level of power, which I'll, I'll, you know, I don't know if we're going to get to it today, you know, but I think that we really have to observe how we're moving out here. Like if you really want to be that boss that you say you are, I mean, the way you view a boss and the way bosses really move, it's totally different, totally different, threatening, perfect way to seg into that because threatening is not okay like threatening i don't i don't care how you feel the way you give a threat tells so much it it just tells a lot and it's also why so many people are not truly able to comprehend on a basic level because they constantly go into victim mode. They constantly feel defensive. They constantly feel attacked. And so they go into this small position and they give threats. And we're not children anymore. You know, I think we have to be careful to what we say and what we do and what we speak. Because the minute that you now try to take another person's life, actions, etc. into your own hands, you've lost the level of comprehension. You have now lost all reasoning. And this person cannot communicate with you because you're not going to comprehend. So going back to the relationship example, maybe there's a girl that works at your man's job. And you feel like every time you go in there, she kicking and smiling and you feel like she's flirting with your man. And so now you go up to her and you're like threatening her and you're not understanding that your man might be the one that is messing with her. But because you're not seeing that this young lady can't even comprehend or she can't communicate to you. Because you're not you're not comprehending that on your own. So it's not her responsibility to help you comprehend that. It's not her responsibility to say, oh, you're threatening me. Let me help you to understand what's going on. Because you've already expressed that you see her as an attack onto you. You're insecure and now you want to threaten her. And you feel valid in threatening her. And my question for you is, what do you expect? Right. When your mind can't see better and your mind only sees that life is an attack to you, then your thought process is, well, I'm valid in giving this threat. But that's not so. No one should have to be under whatever you got going on in your mind for you to bleed onto this other person and then turn around and threaten them. Like that's not, there's so many levels to that, but I'll just say that that's just, there's a better way. Okay. Again, people who do not have people who tell them when they're wrong or tell them no, do often lack accountability. So you have to understand as you grow and as you become a leader and as you start managing people, which if you're a service provider, your clients are the people you manage. So as you start managing different people, you have to know that you may encounter adults who have tantrums. You may encounter adults who don't like being told no.
or who don't like being told when they're wrong. If you know that your client needs to do certain things on their own in order to make the time they have with you be the most useful, you have to be willing to say, hey, in order to work with me, this is the standard. You're going to have to do X, Y, Z. You're going to have to pay your payments on time. You're going to have to respect the time. You're going to have to work on the things that you feel are a tax to you. And you're going to have to learn how to talk to yourself, right? Sometimes people don't receive how you talk to them because they don't talk to themselves well. So you could be talking to them in the most nice, kindest way, and they still might take that as an attack because they don't speak to themselves that way. Psychologically, there's nothing you can do about that. All you can do is continue to be your kind self and understand that they the same way that they might be able to dish out negativity, they might feel inferior to positivity, especially when you're not matching energy, right? And understanding that that management and leadership muscle needing to be built, you understand that having a slick mouth or being a person who uses your words as weapons, right? That is for defense. Trust me, I used to be that person that, and I mean, I can still do it. Like, I, I know that the old me has hurt people with her words. I'm talking about like seven plus years ago. The old me has hurt people with her words because she was unaware. She just said what came to mind and if another person was cut by the words, oh, well, and I didn't take accountability for my words. But ever since I started studying myself in the last five to seven years, I am extremely intentional. I do not respond to everything because I understand that when I am the manager, the CEO, the leader of my life and my business, my words are for accountability My pen and my power truly lies in things that are placed to support me. And this is a very like high level conversation that I'm going to end this on. But when you're a person that feels like you need to spit off at the mouth, you need to fight people, you need to attack people, you need to threaten people. You don't have to do all that. And you also got to be careful because when you're not reining in your emotions, you might believe the most negative thing about a situation that's not even the way you view it. And you might tell other people and you might have those other people. It's like you're building an army of people that are based on really a lie. Because now in your mind, you've created this negative scenario and you're telling everybody you know the wrong information. And now those people are turning around and leading an attack. And that means that you don't truly know your power because when you truly know your power, it's a phone call. When you truly know your power, 
You've been on offense. People already can speak for you. You don't have to say a thing and people already know. Oh, I already know X, Y, Z. I already know this about this person. I already know if something like this is happening, then it must be X, Y, Z. But when you have to call people and actually say that, like when you have to try to defend yourself to people to like, oh, this person did this to me, da, 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 and that's why I acted this way. Or even customers may feel like, oh, I'm no longer going to come and be a customer of yours anymore because you're trying to hold me accountable. Remember, when you sit in a position to be able to properly respond, you're able to examine all pieces of the puzzle. It's not weak for you to sit back and take time to properly process. It's not weak to sit back and ensure that you are intentional and aware of your energy and your emotions before you speak or before you move. That is an extremely powerful strength because when you truly know that you have power and that you have the capability to be an explosive person, the most powerful thing you can do is to be able to check yourself before you wreck yourself or check yourself before somebody else checks you. That's extremely powerful to be able to sit back and say, I check myself. I control my emotions. I lead myself. My mind is the boss. My body is the worker. I do not allow things outside of my control to hold tight to me and swing me around as if I have zero control. My feet are planted. I am grounded. I am led by God. And I do not allow things around me to make me act out of character or cause me to force or threaten onto other people because I'm aware that I control what's in my control. Other people are not within my control. Those other people control themselves. Even my son, he controls himself. Now, I'm his parent and I'm here to guide him and show him how to control his emotions. That's being a parent, right? And there are some times that he has to lose his games or lose his playtime or things like that because he's not able to rein in and control his emotions. But when you are a grown-up, if you did not have a parent that guided you or assisted you in controlling your emotions, then you have to become an adult who's able to control their emotions and learn how to powerfully use their voice and their actions and their words in a way that is constructive, not in a way that's forceful, right? You're not another adult's parent. So you have to learn how to properly respond. Be the offense in your life. If you got some value from today's podcast episode, make sure that you screenshot and tag me on Instagram at I am Nina Hayes. Also, let everybody you know know about this podcast if it helped you my goal is to continue to get these episodes out for you because i just know that these things have helped me being able to study my life and really figure out like there are some things that you you need to learn but also being a constant student of life right so um you know it's helped me and if it's helping you you know the best thing you can do is support it's free so just share it with a friend and I will see you in the next podcast episode.